0: Hey, everybody, this is Brad Williams, and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching, and we look forward to seeing you in person soon
1: everybody. Welcome to the B4 Church podcast. My name is Ashley Rich. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. If you listened last week, you know that Casey Parnell, who's our worship leader, and I had a conversation, an interview with Pastor Bo Stern Brady. If you haven't listened to the first half of that interview, you may want to go back before you listen to this one just to kind of catch up because everything that Bo said was awesome and I wouldn't want you to miss anything. We talked a lot about wilderness seasons and mental health and just life and a lot of good things. So to make sure you didn't miss anything, make sure to listen to last week's episode, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of this conversation that we had with Pastor Bo Stern Brady. Just out of curiosity, what did the craziness of COVID-19 look for you look like for you and your family, and how did that impact work and life and all the things?
0: Yeah, well, I got married in um, July of 2019, I don't think we mentioned this already, but my first husband died in 2015. And so I got married in 2019. And so we have 10 kids between us and- Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch, literally, yes. And um, so right away, my husband stayed home and then I stayed home. I've worked from home for a long time, but we haven't all worked from home together. So he and I were in the same house all the time and we have some kids at home and another kid that was working from our home. Um, So it was pretty crowded, but (laughs) I do actually recommend quarantine for your first year of marriage. It was pretty fun. It was, we cooked breakfast and lunch and dinner every day together. It was like sort of great. And so, and I don't know, I don't think our lives are gonna shake out exactly as they were before COVID. Mm -hmm. I think we'll do some hybrid of, of work from home. Work in the office, my husband will, and it was kind of lovely. We did some remodel projects, we grew some tomatoes. Seems like yeah. you added
2: to your family a little bit, even though you have 10 kids. Like, don't you have? Oh, yeah. S- some other four-legged creature walking around. We added a really sweet puppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: giant, a giant. She weighs 75 pounds, and she's what six months old. It? It's a Bernese Mountain dog. Oh, yeah. Those yes, are good. and we were just waiting and waiting for her, and so we treat her. It's obnoxious. We treat her like a child. We're, very We're loved. the worst. We're the worst dog
2: owners. <laughs> she's ever. so sweet and slow, right? She
0: is lazy and dumb like we wanted her to be. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't. It was just a dream dog.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I met her, Piper, right? She loves yes. you. Hi, yes. Oh, great. that's
1: so sweet. Yeah, she's a good dog. <laughs>
2: it's a little joy in the middle of year.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I just read an article the other day, though, of how p- lots of people are giving their COVID dogs back. Oh, and that, that seemed sad. really sad. I know. I'm sorry. Look at all the sad faces here at this <laughs> table
2: right now. <laughs> no, they were <laughs> oh, so the compassionate. The dog helps you through COVID and, and then, then you, you give it. it back. Oh, wow. What a really ton of offense. It's a total betrayal. I know. That's not a good person.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure, oh people probably. Sorry, maybe it didn't people. work out. If
2: that's you, I'm sure you had good circumstances. That's we true. Hope it just so. didn't work yeah. out. We pray for you. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. We'll pray
0: and edit. Pray and edit. That's Going to we'll a good do. family
2: on a farm somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I've not that. that no, no, <laughs> no. We <laughs> hope they do not go to, the the farm.
0: Dogs.
1: That's, just, to that's just sad.
0: Casey has the best... Lose a dog story ever? Please make him tell you at some Please
1: point. tell us the dog story now. I'll you edit it out if it is <laughs> yes, really. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So
2: we had this dog. We always got mutts. We always just had the like wildest dog in our backyard. We our family was not good at training our dogs. So we had this one <laughs> dog named Pepper. I have two brothers, so there's three <laughs> boys and. Our dog um, named Pepper was so wild and untrained, we just let it be in the backyard, sort of neglected. <laughs> it's just like
1: feral back and there. We, yeah,
2: exactly. And the backyard was kind of like a no man's land. Like, don't go back there, Pepper <laughs> might attack Jack. you. So, Pepper would, this is so sad, right? Pepper would, like, jump up on the sliding glass door all the time, just, um, of oh, course, because no. it was lonely and wanted attention. And we're just like, oh, it's too wild. It's not like, just train the dog, right? Parnell's like, try, train the dog. But we didn't. So, Um, One day, my dad sits the three boys down. I'm probably eight years old. My brother's probably nine. And my other brother's probably six or something. He all sits us down. And he goes, guys, I got rid of Pepper. And we're like, no, gosh, no. My brother Jason's weeping in hysterics. Corey's on the floor. I'm crying. Pepper, we love that dog. He goes, everybody, shut up. (laughs) We're all so your face at the table he goes that dog's been gone for two weeks and nobody noticed <laughs> oh my gosh and Told so we're you. like parenting moment like <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> we didn't even notice our dog was gone for two weeks so we're like okay yeah yeah you have to probably get Not rid you that dog that i didn't even notice <laughs> Come to think See of it, you i pepper. didn't scratching on the window anymore so.
1: <laughs> i was wondering why i hadn't heard that in a while Uh, Take or leave it. Edit it out. It's kind of long. There was half your (laughs)
2: podcast right there.
1: I can make it into the outtakes. Yeah, there you go. We're keeping Piper.
0: (laughs) Anyways,
2: Piper is way cuter and way lazier than that dog ever was. So Bo and Cliff have chosen well. Chosen better than Pepper. Mm -hmm.
1: I will say one of the things that I know from some personal antidotes that has helped Get people through the craziness of COVID-19 or things like meditation apps and you have one called Small Space that I actually really personally enjoy using did it this morning um just curious one wanted to give you a free plug for that because if you haven't (laughs) used it you should it's great Casey also has some musical selections on there there's bedtime stories and all kinds of things um but what prompted you to create that and then like what are kind of your hopes for it
0: yeah Uh, I did a message at Westside out of the book Soul Keeping by John Ortberg, which I love so much. And um, there was a couple in the crowd who emailed me afterwards and said, hey, we're app developers and we're working on a a meditation app that would be sort of the answer to Calm or Headspace. Mm -hmm. Would you just meet with us and give us some input? And I met with them, and they're they're really successful app developers. They developed one of the first Christian devotional apps before they sold it. Um, and so we met and by the time as I listened to their vision and we kind of brainstormed and talked about what could be by the end I was pretty much begging them please can you let me be a part of this (laughs) I just want to be a part so I am a hanger on to Soul Space I'm content development I do all most of the writing um, for the app but it's free there's a there's a robust free version. Mm-hmm. There's also a paid version, but the free version has a free meditation every day. Uh, we keep it at about five minutes so you can really get it's in. Like and wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then anchor your thoughts to the truth of the Word of God. I have lived a really fearful life and have been chased around by runaway thoughts for so long. And I, when I got into a season where I could not handle it anymore, I had to turn to something that would be – truth and life and grounding. And I did try uh, Calm or mm-hmm. one of them, we'll give them free advertising too, <laughs> and I liked it. But I found I just wanted to anchor to something that was good for calming me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. I, there was. It was gone when it was gone. It lasted for like five minutes, and then I felt it again because there was nothing. There was nowhere to go with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So Soul Space is really meant to help you take your thoughts captive, and live in obedience to the truth. And we love it. It's so fun. We have about a hundred thousand users now, and awesome. it's. It's just been really a fun thing. We, we're, we've been out for about a year, and we've got all kinds of things in development for the app.
1: Yeah, and I've appreciated you guys did some free courses. Like, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the pandemic, there was one that was, like, finding certainty in shaky times or something like yeah. that. Um, we have one on losing
0: a spouse or a yes. marriage, how to navigate the death of a spouse or in marriage. We have one for new moms. Um, yeah, one through the Psalms, breath prayers through the Psalms. So it's been so, so fun. I just love my work with Soul Space.
2: It's awesome. How can people get it accessed. Oh, it. that's a yeah. great
0: thing to ask. Soulspace.co. Absolutely. You go to soulspace.co online and you can you can access the app that way. Or on your smartphone, it's the Soul Space Christian Meditation app. I think there's some other Soul Spaces there in there.
1: There's one Soul Space. Stick
0: with the Soul Space Christian Meditation <laughs> app. That's ours. Yes.
1: <laughs> it has a little crown. In the yeah, icon. it has a little look gold crown. crown.
0: <laughs> yes, look for the crown. That's so good. You guys are great at this.
1: Yes, and we'll also include a link to that in the show notes as well. So if that's something that you're curious about, you can go there and we'll have the link already for you.
0: Yeah, so uh, an organization that works with homeless people in LA just bought uh, SoulSpace app, app subscriptions for all their employees as a perk because they are at such stressful jobs and it's been that's so awesome. hard with COVID. And they, she was saying how wow. they're all being shifted into jobs they didn't do and they're covering for other people and they're just and they wanted to do something to focus on their employees' soul health and that's what they did. So I thought that was great and we gave them
2: a great deal. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. That Well, I would hate to miss a moment, especially for people that are looking for resources like this, without a doubt, somebody's listening to this podcast right now that's going through a really rough moment, a rocky time, Mm -hmm. and they need God to intervene. And you've been there, I know, in your own story, your own life. Would you just want to take a moment and just speak Mm -hmm. to anyone who might be going through a rough time?
0: Yeah, and and there's no way to say this in a way that doesn't sound small or even trite or even like religious but but i my again my life philosophy kind of boils down to like four words jesus can be trusted he can his care is flawless it's not always what we think or what it should we think it should look like but he can be trusted with the hard rotten stuff of life and i think i i for a long time staked my philosophy or my theology in the ground that if I do everything right, he'll keep me from trouble. He'll let me swerve around suffering, and he'll make it all work out, and maybe that's sort of the fringes of the prosperity gospel that was at work in my life. And when my husband's diagnosed with ALS, and I saw that everything was gonna change, and I was gonna be a single mom, and I was gonna, all the things, uh, I had to I had to dig deep and say, what is the theology that will stand here. What does that look like ultimately? And ultimately what it looks like is God is in this and he doesn't keep us from all trouble, but he goes with us into trouble. And so in the, in the thick of it, in the dark of it, it doesn't feel like it, um, but it always is true that he can be trusted. It always is true and it's all i know for sure and and more and more i think it's that's hard to teach you have to experience it it's trying to teach that is like trying to explain a color somebody's never seen or a flavor you've never had or it's just something you have to experience and then you build on that that i know he was faithful in this moment so i know he'll be faithful in this one and um so keep anchored to truth because he can be trusted with your doubts, with your questions, with your fear, with your anger, you'd be trusted with all of that stuff.
1: Thank you, Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would imagine that there's probably two groups of people listening. There's either somebody that's going through something rough or there's somebody that's walking alongside of someone who's going yeah. through that experience. So as someone who has been through that wilderness experience, what does it look like to walk with someone well without giving the trite answer or without trying to make it all better or fix things that can't be fixed?
0: Well, I think you just said it well. Like that's... (laughs) Just don't do that. You walk (laughs) alongside someone and you really can give yourself latitude to say about four things maybe. I'm sorry. I'm praying. I can't imagine what you're going through. And even if you can imagine, you can't. It it doesn't... Like I, I went through watching my husband die of ALS, and I have lots of friends who are women who have done the same thing, but none of our experience was exactly alike. And even if it was, it's not helpful to be like, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. I know exactly what you're going Mm -hmm. through. We just don't know what each other is going through. And so just to be able to show up and hold space for someone suffering, you can be your honest self with me, you you can express your truest doubts with me, and I don't have to fix you. I just stand with you that to me is the best way to help. And also just uh, material things are such a big deal. Most crises are expensive. And so ways to show up with gift cards or mac and cheese or, you know, whatever it is that you can bring to the table is really, really important and matters. And I think a lot of people so are so worried about doing the wrong thing that they don't do anything and then they Mm -hmm. don't do anything long enough that then they're embarrassed to step in or show up because I haven't I should have done this six months ago Mm -hmm. and I wasn't there it's never too late and it's never too little just you know show up with your little food and drop it off and one little tip I give people is if you're gonna reach out to people who are going through a crisis um, send them a text or a card and make sure they understand there is no need for you to respond You don't Mm -hmm. have to, I don't need a dialogue. I just want you to know that I'm here and I'm a voice. And so just some of those things that, you know, how how would you want someone to handle you in that moment, I Mm -hmm. think is a good rule of thumb. Um, But showing up is big and important.
2: It's really great. I like the idea of saying there's no need to respond, giving them that space. Because really, on one day, they might have no one say something to them. Or on another day where the crisis is really um, new, they might have... A hundred people texting them and just saying, "Yes, you know, no need to respond." I don't mm-hmm. know. It just it could go then either way. Then you have to way. respond to a thousand people. Yeah, or they think they then they have to give the emotion of responding. Yeah, to that, and which they might be they might have nothing left to give, so that's really why I love that.
0: I found myself always in a different place, that I would show up at church, and when someone would say, how are you, I would either just want to say fine and have them believe it and walk away, or sometimes I wanted to talk. I wanted to say, this is very hard, and say some details, and have them listen. Um, But I never knew what it was going to be on any Mm -hmm. given day. And so, of course, people don't know either. So just accept what people give you. And the other thing I wanted to say is, especially for people who have gone through something that leaves them alone, whether it's a divorce or a death or something, invite them into your family things. And even if they say no five times, keep inviting them because they can say no. It's still nice to be asked. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we just want to so stay out of people's way that we don't, show up at all, or we don't, or we don't realize that they're lonely and by themselves and it's hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, thinking just generally about people that are maybe walking through something rough of what does it practically look like if you're at the place where life has not gone how you thought it was going to, what does it look like to seek after God's presence in those times?
0: Mm, I don't know. I, 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 I had in my life always a hunger for the presence of God, always, and so that was my my lifeblood from the time I was probably twenty, and it was leading into my crisis, and it never changed through my crisis. I got I was I was more tired, and I couldn't focus in the same way, and things changed in terms of logistics. But I've always longed for that, and so crisis um, wasn't something that drove me there. Uh, but I do think you can always find him. I you know, and I, again, I I had answers for everything theologically before I realized right. I <laughs> didn't know anything. Now I know like two things that I'm sure of. And so, I want to be careful with broad statements like you can always find God. Right. But I do feel like if you search him, he will be found. And some sometimes it's not right away, but keep at it. Keep It's the one life pursuit to me that's worth giving your whole all your energy and, and all your effort to is seeking the voice of God. And we're just inundated by so many voices right now, so much stuff. And in order to seek him, you're going to have to turn off some other things and shut out some noises, even just for 10 minutes, shut out all the other noise and just see what might show up in your space. And it's like kind of a challenge. Just see if you can hear him, find him.
2: That's amazing. I mean, Bo, as being someone who's seen you walk this journey for this long, um, and then seeing you step into some joy and some life and some Piper dogs. and some <laughs> <laughs> Brady Bunches. <laughs> and so, yeah, and Cliff has become a good friend of mine, too. And I knew Steve before that. Mm-hmm. And he's really the person that called me into ministry when I was sitting in a grocery store. I was about to go to work. in
1: so You were in the grocery store and there was would, an altar call? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of I town worked, did you live in? <laughs>
2: I worked in a grocery store back in the day. Yeah. Hairnet, name tag, the whole thing. Yeah. In a deli. And I was sitting in... Uh, the parking lot and your husband steve um called me and said we want you to come be one of our youth pastors on staff at westside and i was like and leave all of this behind <laughs> all of this. No, <laughs> the meat slicer all the meat and the, the potato salad um to from that that moment then to step into years of ministry with you and she talks about the content and creative team which was i a beautiful season in my life too bo and i working closely together there obviously being family and walking with um, them through the journey through ALS and everything. And then seeing your new Brady Bunch now, it really has been when you say, I've followed the presence of God wherever, whether it's felt like just a dim light or whether it's felt like a strong force, you've followed his presence and you've been faithful in that. And it's just it's amazing to watch somebody's story unfold like that, um, especially in such hard circumstances. So, and because of that, God's given you such grace um, in so many cool Like areas, soul space. I'm just watching Mm -hmm. all this life burst up. Well, and it is spring. You can, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly right. It it does
0: feel like spring in my life. And you can hear from my answers that I've gained some things and I've lost some things. I've Mm -hmm. lost some easy answers. I've lost some. I've lost some friends who who don't, who still have all the answers. <laughs> I mean, they have their answers and lost me. Um, but, the, you know, I think that that's what it is, is is for me, moving closer to Jesus through the gift of suffering has cost me a lot of excess baggage that I used to think was really essential. And now I know it was just swaying me down.
2: I yeah. yeah. think like suffering to take the let go and let God statements <laughs> yeah. out of your vocabulary pretty quickly. Yeah. It just doesn't make it's just not the easy answer you thought it was.
0: Yeah, and it took the fight out of me. I don't want yeah. to fight about stuff. I, I know that God is good, and he is true to us, and he is all that we need, and I don't want to really fight about anything else. Yeah. Not right now. Maybe yeah. I'll get there. Maybe I'll get some gumption, and I'll start to fight about all the silly stuff.
2: I love your words and vision for the church now, though. Let's be a more compassionate people. Let's be a people that listen. Let's yeah. be a people that love extravagantly like go find our friend mm-hmm. and and text without the expectation of a text back even mm-hmm. all these things are just so life-giving mm-hmm. and revolutionary i think reform is a cool word actually, yeah for mm-hmm. what i feel like this. it's a hopeful it word do. it's good
1: yeah what are you most excited about right now and what's going on in your life oh my goodness
0: oh Uh, Well, uh, can I say a a super shallow thing? We've been remodeling our kitchen for three months, and (laughs) we're, like I hope, in the home stretch, and I'm most excited to cook a big meal for a bunch of people because we do that usually like once a week. That's our way, and we haven't been able to do it, and I'm so tired of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And so I'm really excited (laughs) about that. No offense to Chick-fil-A. No offense to Chick-fil-A. You can't (laughs) have too much of it.
2: I think they're going to survive, guys. (laughs) They're going to be okay.
0: (laughs) I have a really slammed speaking schedule all summer long at uh, several different churches, and I'm just honestly so excited about every single one. I work on messages every day, like pieces of messages every day, and I just see the Holy Spirit landing on each one of them, and and I'm so excited about, I can like see faces about what God wants to say to different people. So I'm really excited about that and developments with Soul Space. And you know, my husband and I are constantly praying for more grandkids, so there's... (laughs) something See, to look forward to
2: yeah. yeah it seems like your tribe is kind of ready for i that. know
0: there's none like mm-hmm. cooking right now but yeah. i'm a powerful prayer person <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a long summer yeah. <laughs>
0: and i have a daughter summer. getting married on father's okay. day so that'll be
1: fun too yeah. yeah this is just
0: another possibility
1: time. for the
2: all the possibilities just yeah. cooking
0: yes <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We, I, I remember when we went to Africa. You didn't go to Africa with us, mm-hmm. right? We went to Africa um, back in, like, 2004, and I was sitting in this little tiny apartment in a, a slum, uh, Haruma, and there were these women that had walked there for, like, two hours to get to this Bible study, and they sit down, and they start singing, and I felt so out of place and so just privileged and just honestly just sort of dumb. For because of my life being, I just like looking at these women who love Jesus the way they do and they start singing and I feel Jesus land there and it's like same God everywhere. Even when you're totally out of place in a slum in Haruma, even when you're at a beautiful church in Beaverton or in Bend or whatever, It's like the older I get, the more I'm like, he is the same every single place and in every single season. And so all these seasons where people are like, oh no, what's going to happen? Everything's going to pieces and everything's going to fall apart. Same God Always. He is always at work. I am sure of it. He is at work in this and he is doing something good in us. And if we will be the people who step up and say, I'm going to let him do something good in me and through me in this season, good will happen. God is going to do something good. And I just am sure. It's one of the two things I'm sure of. (laughs) That
1: And my kitchen remodel. Yeah.
0: Same God. (laughs) Awesome.
1: If people want to follow you, find you, buy your book, all the things, where can you be found?
0: Uh, My books are all on Amazon.
1: And their titles are? Uh,
0: Beautiful Battlefields and Ruthless knowing the god who fights for you. And then um sheology, I do some writing still on soulspace.co, and I have a blog booster.com. I don't do a lot on it anymore, but I I write sometimes on there. So, and I'm on all the all the places, all the all socials. Mhm.
1: Got to keep I'm Out there booster Brady
0: socials. is what I am out there.
2: Awesome. Any albums coming out? Any yeah, music? you know, I've
0: got my harpsichord <laughs> yep.
1: going, oh, and yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I was hoping I for a kazoo album, personally. <laughs> I think that would be fun.
2: Oh, Honestly, man. if you put a harpsichord album out, it'll probably go pretty far <laughs> and wide.
0: <so>. Neither <laughs> of you fair. have children, <laughs> but when you have children and they first bring home the recorder oh. from school to learn to play, you're going to know that end. the public Can school I? system hates you. Oh, yeah. they hate you. So...
1: During COVID, I am sitting in a meeting with my coworker, Carol Ann, <laughs> and her daughter is doing school online, <laughs> and it's music class, oh. and they're about to have Zoom recorder lessons.
0: Recorder.
1: And I wow. said, please do not hang up yet. I want to witness the horrendousness yeah. of what is about yeah. to happen.
0: <laughs> when the saints still marching well, in. It, it was, was as bad as I
1: imagined. Chaos. Maybe yeah. worse. The yeah. the chaos. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, we shake our fists at the public school system for a lot of things, but that's one that, that goes under the radar. <laughs> we can it's all agree, lot. left,
1: right, center. No more recorders. <laughs> no yeah. more recorders. recorders. It's definitely a
2: campaign kind of, you know. Pretty foundation. much all
1: starter instruments. <laughs> yeah. No more
2: recorders in public no. school.
1: Oh no. Let's just get rid. No one needs to hear when the saints go marching in or hot <laughs> cross buns. Hot <laughs> yeah. cross buns. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's going to make me hungry. I don't know why. I was, like, cinnamon oh, roll on something. Zoom, <laughs>
1: oh, it does sound like a cinnamon roll, but I don't actually think that's what it
2: is. I don't have any idea what that means. I've
1: always pictured a cinnamon roll. I did, too. but I think that's not what a hot cross bun is. No, it's the Easter thing that they put the cross on.
2: Oh, they,
1: the little frosting Much is in the weird. shape of a cross. At least there's <laughs> still
2: frosting. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> imagine there
1: wouldn't be any. Just assumed it would be gross. <laughs> They're still frosting. <laughs> uh, all that matters <laughs> in life is frosting. Amen. Although, thank you for being very with very us. Good. So glad that you were able to stop in. And we were get to have you in person, which is even better. Yeah. And um, thank you for coming in and sharing with us in the sermon series, too. Thanks, Thanks for having pleasure. me. It's so fun Thanks to be so here. Yes. So um, thanks for being here today and listening. If you would like to make sure that you never miss an episode of the B4 Church podcast, you can make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and then they'll just pop up automatically for you. If you have a question that you would like to ask on the podcast or you'd like to give us some feedback, you can feel free to email podcasts at b4church.org. We will see you guys next week.
0: Well, hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.